0: The Necessary Cat. Now, the first yellow-green spears of corn were dotted like fluttering ribbon ends along the furrows of broken sod. One evening, Pa walked across the field to look at them. He came back tired and exasperated. I've got to replant more than half the cornfield, he said. Oh, Pa, why? Laura asked. Gophers, said Pa. Well... This is what a man gets for putting in the first corn in a new country. Grace was hugging his legs. He picked her up and tickled her cheek with his beard to make her laugh. She remembered the planting rhyme, and sitting on his knee, she chanted it proudly. One for the blackbird, one for the crow, and that will leave just two to grow. The man that made that up was an Easterner, Pa told her. Out here in the territory, we'll have to make our own rhyme, Grace." How's this for a try? One for a gopher, two for a gopher, three for a gopher, four don't go fur. Oh, Charles, Ma protested, laughing. She did not think puns were funny, but she could not help laughing at the naughty look Pa gave her when he made one. He had no sooner planted the seed corn than the striped gophers found it. All over the field they'd been scampering and stopping to dig into the little spots of fine soil with their tiny paws. It was a wonder that they knew exactly where the kernels were buried. It was amazing that those little gophers, scampering, digging, sitting up straight and nibbling each one at one kernel of corn held in its paws, had eaten more than half of that whole field of corn. They are pests, said Pa. I wish we had a cat like old Black Susan used to be. She'd have thinned him out. I need a cat in the house, too, Ma agreed. I declare the mice are getting so thick I can't leave food uncovered in the cupboard. Is there a cat to be had, Charles? There's not a cat in this whole country that I know of, Pa answered. The storekeepers in town are complaining, too. Wilmarth's talking of getting a cat shipped out from the east. That very night, Laura was startled out of a sound sleep. Through the partition between the bedroom, she heard a gasp, a grunt, and a sudden thud of something small and squashing. She heard Ma say, Charles, what is it? I dreamed it, Pa said low. I dreamed a barber was cutting my hair. Ma spoke low, too, because this was the middle of the night and the house was asleep. It was only a dream. Lie down again and let me have some of the covers back. I heard the barber's shears go snip-snip, said Pa. Well, lie down and go to sleep, Ma yawned. My hair was being cut, said Pa. I never knew you to be upset by a dream before, Ma yawned again. Lie down and turn over and you won't go on dreaming it. Caroline, my hair was being cut, Pa repeated. What do you mean, Ma asked, more awake now. I am telling you, Pa said, in my sleep I put up my hand and... Here, feel my head. Charles, your hair's been cut, Ma exclaimed. Laura heard us sit up in bed. I can feel it. There's a place on your head. Yes, that's the spot, said Pa. I put up my hand, Ma interrupted, a place as big as my hand, shorn clean off. I put up my hand, said Pa, and I took hold of something... What? What was it? Ma asked. I think, said Pa. I think it was a mouse. Where is it? Ma cried out. I don't know. I threw it away as hard as I could, said Pa. My goodness, Ma said weakly. It must have been a mouse, cutting off your hair to make itself a nest. After a minute, Pa said, Caroline, I swear. No, Charles, Ma murmured. Well, I would swear if I did, that I can't lie awake nights to keep mice out of my hair. I do wish we had a cat, Ma wished hopelessly. Sure enough, in the morning, a mouse lay dead by the bedroom wall where Pa had thrown it, and Pa appeared at breakfast with an almost bare spot on the back of his head where the mouse had shorn his hair away. He would not have minded so much, but there was not time for the hair to grow before he must go to a meeting of county commissioners. The country was settling so rapidly that already a county was being organized, and Paul must help. As the oldest settler, he could not shirk his duty. The meeting was to be held at Whiting's homestead claim, four miles northeast of town. No doubt Mrs. Whiting would be there, and Paul could not...